Disclaimer, we know nothing really about Formula One. Sometimes we make wild accusations and wild ideas based on only what we think might be true. I like to be very clear in the fact that we are not experts and we have no idea what we're talking about. Welcome to F1 Purple Rain with me, Dom. And me, Ryan. And this is our late night Jeddah qualifying episode. Arabian Nights. Arabian Nights. And uh, before we start, I just want to say, um, sad to see Angela Cohen leave the sport. Very, very sad to see Angela Cohen. We have uh, reached out to Angela and we're waiting to hear back from her or her people to see if she would like to come on or be a part of our tribute episode to Angela Cullen. For those of you who don't know who she is. She was a major part of Liz Hamilton's inner circle for the past seven years. She's basically as like fitness, fitness and like mental guru. I mean, I would say she's more instrumental to winning a world championship than any other non-driver on the grid. Maybe Michael Massey is up there. Ross Braun. <laughs> Total Wolf. <laughs> yeah, she's she's up there. Adrian Newey. Yeah. She's up there, though. Definitely. Uh, she has been the heart and soul some might say, of the Mercedes paddock. So very sad to see her yeah. leave. I wish you all the best in the future. Yes, yes, same here. Wish you all the best. Hope her next adventure is as good as the F1 has been. And uh, I am going to put this out there and say that, uh, one, I have not watched Call Fine. <laughs> I've watched a six-minute <laughs> review <laughs> as I was nice. watching today. So... This is going to be a very in. I just, I think I mentioned this the other day. A very in-depth analysis, as always. As always, he pronounces it as deaf. It's, uh, it's, just, it's, it's my accent, you dick. <laughs> in depth to his part. Oh my God. <laughs> in depth. There yeah. it is. There is so, a p. There is a p in there. Yeah, it takes so much effort to like enunciate the p. <laughs> Uh, before we move on to the quality, did you want to talk about the Alpha Tauri wind tunnel? Yes. So this is quite interesting. But uh, we usually, we usually have a wee minute to prepare and talk about what we're going to discuss. So didn't know that didn't know this was going. <laughs> but yeah, so it seems like Alpha Tauri actually now have the most wind tunnel time for this season which is interesting as they shouldn't have the most wind tunnel time and they are also interesting because they are owned by Red Bull yeah so Red Bull currently have the least amount of wind tunnel time but their sister team the team that they own (laughs) has now somehow miraculously got the most wind tunnel time 
the most development time. I mean, I don't want to say you heard it here first, but I think, I think we might be onto conspiracy. Yeah, because it seems like AlphaTauri have dedicated their entire development budget to their wind tunnel. And when you see how far ahead the Red Bull car is, and you bear in mind they were cheating, they overspent, they're bending all the rules possible, now there's the wind tunnel um, conspiracy. And you also think about... Uh, I heard today that the, the commentators were really like going mad for Max Verstappen, and they were saying... He won from seven different positions positions last season. That's how amazing of a driver he is. But for me, do you know what that tells me, Ryan? That tells me that car is just un- is unbeatable. Yeah. It can win from anywhere on the grid. <laughs> yeah. And what seems funny is they, they said the budget cap will bring the rest of the, will bring the whole field together. What the budget cap's actually done is bring everyone who abides by the budget rule closer together. But if you overspend, you end up one. Was it one second, one and a half seconds faster than everybody else? Their car's about one one second faster. That's huge. Their car car is one second faster. I mean, Perez, he is a very good driver, but he's he's not the quickest. He's just really reliable, good with his tires. That's why they picked him as a second driver. Perez looks like he's having like we're getting into the qualifying, but. Do you know what I mean? Max yeah. is showing Max is showing the true pace of the car is more than second plus. Perez has a bad day and he still finishes second. Do you know what I mean? This is what I'm trying to say. He's not as good mm. as a driver as Max. That's clear. But he can have a shit day and still be second. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, 100%. And it's really affected Mercedes because Mercedes and I can't, don't have the money to spend to change their car around this like really quickly to get back into the fight. So this could be another year of struggle because guess what, people? They're staying within the budget cap. You know what? They're not cheating. That's what it is. They're playing by the rules. They're German. It's a German manufacturer, a German brand. They stick yeah. to the rules. There's rules for a reason. Reason. Yeah. Yep. So, so it'll be interesting to see if this wind tunnel disadvantage that Red Bull might have will ever come into effect because by the time that their wind tunnel stuff comes into effect in about July time, they could be, they could have run away off the it needs both titles be, already. It needs to be looked into because if uh, if you can run a sister team and basically snatch up all of their wind tunnel time, then it's the most clear cut one on the grid. Do you know what I mean? Haas has been always been called like the second Ferrari because they always have the Ferrari's hand me downs. But then you could also say the Alfa Romeo is also owned by Ferrari, but no one is so purely owned as it is with Red Bull and Alfa Tauri. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's, I it's literally it's... the same team. Helmut Marco owns runs both. It's ridiculous. How it's allowed. It just shows like how corrupt it actually is. I just don't like, understand. like they don't even let that ha- they don't even let that happen in football. You can't own the same team in the same league. Like, you can't own two two teams in the same league. No, it'd be like Manchester City bringing in their uh, under twenty ones team. I said, well, well, they're good enough to play in this league. Why not? 
Yeah, because like the, the people who own the city own a few teams around Europe and the world, but they don't play in the same league. So, oh, just but sure, the FA is all about making money and not doing the right thing. So, it needs to be looked at. It really needs to be looked at. It's a huge fucking conspiracy. Just cannot believe it. Cannot believe it. But Should will we... anything be done? Nope. Should we move on to the qualifying? Let's move on to what this episode is supposed to be about. Arabian Nights. Well, guys. The Jet Arabian Nights qualifying. Second qualifying of the season was a fairly average one, except for a couple big talking points. We will go through Q1. A few cars were spinning off for the first time on the weekend. I know I won't ask, did you see it? Or no, I won't ask, do you know? But uh, even Alonso had a spin. Surprisingly, I didn't know who spun. Did you I see know who... that Nick DeFries's... I know that Nick DeFries's car snapped away from him because he hadn't ran all day. <laughs> this was the first time he was out in Q1. He hadn't done any, any of the practice in the morning time. Uh, Norse tipped a wall <laughs> and wrecked his steering. Yep. <laughs> Sergeant had a big moment. He had a big high speed. He uh, spun a high, high speed. He did. Uh, did. Didn't hit a barrier, though, which I thought was quite good. Yeah, but also um, he rushed and had his uh, his uh, time deleted for track limits. Oh, they were all uh, all over track limits. And did you see why? It was funny. They were complaining on the radio, going, "What do you mean turn um, turn thirteen? Like you can't go off the track there. It's a wall. What are you on about? What are you on about?" And it turns out the stewards were were doing them for having one wheel, not all four, over the pit entry line. And as you well, come, you're not allowed to drive with that pit entry line, are you? But they they basically just take one wheel was just crossing over it as they were cutting that sort of not cutting that corner, but you know, taking the shortest lines, mm. sh- taking the shortest uh, route to the line. Sure, do you remember what it was last year? Remember Red Bull kept freaking out because the Claire had like one wheel slightly on the and they were on the wee buzzer going, Oh my god, he's over the line. Oh my god, can someone please stop him? Please, it's over the line. It's ridiculous. He can't do this. Basically, what they were like last year, if you didn't well, do this, they were deleting a lot of times all over the place just for this one reason, and none of the drivers could understand why. So, I mean, you you think they'd have this conversation in the drivers' briefing before, but yeah, yeah, but maybe they just do what we do and just wing it. No, nah, I mean, ever since um, God rest his soul, Charlie Whiting uh, left the sport, that was the end of uh, common sense. Yeah, 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 exactly. It's just, it's just ridiculous. But I think every week, every race is different. They go, nah, well, there's rules here last week. No, nah, we don't really care this week. No, nah, we'll do it this week. No, nah, track limits. Now nah, you can't have one wheel off the track. Ah, oh, well. Oh, dear. So, back on to Q1. Drivers being done for running a tyre over the pit entry. Logan Sargent, as you said, had a pretty big moment. And he looks like he got quite a bit of damage hitting the curbs. Basically, he was trying to do some sort of Skateboard grind across the curbs. And a really big name to not be uh, in the top next qualifying session was Norris. Really yeah, interesting. Uh, what what the actual fuck's going on? What is what is going on with that shit heap of a McLaren? Well, have he's... they spent have they spent all their money on their LED sponsors and just forgot to develop anything for the car? Because it is tragic. Well, his teammate got into but, the... But, got... but Piastri got... But, yeah, Piastri. Piastri maybe, got... maybe 
maybe Norse has conned us for all these years and he's actually <laughs> really shit. Can we just call Piastri pasty instead? <laughs> so much easier to say. <laughs> just fucking pasty. Fucking pasty made it into, into night. Bloody pasty. You heard it here, folks. Piastri is now called pasty. <laughs> Good. Pasty. Yeah, well, I, Pasty I absolutely smashed him. I don't know what's going on with Norris. I, I was trying to find out if he have an issue or something, but I just, I think there was something wrong with the but, car, but. Yeah, I also he had some steering damage, didn't he, from clipping the wall? Yeah, but, I think it's from all the LED lights on his car. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah, I think it is. I think it's still, I think the sponsor just has like loading on it, or please wait, <laughs> just continually <laughs> circling. <laughs> maybe they, like, they just, they forgot to, I don't know, maybe it's still like hooked up, the LED lights still hooked up to the, <laughs> hook, 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 hooked up to the mains, just fucking running around with the cable. Just like, has low power flashing, low power, he's like, fuck, 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 fuck. Like this old school, <laughs> old school remote control cars that didn't have batteries. <laughs> You have to just run it around the house, still plugged into the wall. Well done, McLaren. Yeah, they they look like they are struggling. Talking about someone well, else that's struggling, Q2. Very, very interesting. Some, I know, like somebody who would not... have thought he who would have thought Bottas would make it out of Q2. <laughs> exactly. Who would have thought? And I was he about would have thought I was about to say someone didn't make set a time, but I'm looking actually. He did set a time twenty seconds slower than everybody else, and I think that's the true pace of the car. <laughs> I, I think that's I think that's all that car's got. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, if they played by the rules, you mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> if if they didn't if they didn't break breach the butter cap, that would probably be what their car would be doing. But because they've like oh. they've been allowed to do whatever the fuck they want, because this driver is obviously seen as the face of the sport. Well, Actually, interesting point. I'll come back to at the end about uh, that, or maybe I'll just slip into it now. Do you know that the viewership of F one has drastically decreased since two thousand and twenty? I did not know this. Very interested. Talk more. So yeah. Uh, I was reading a thing where that Americans find Verstappen to be very unmarketable. Unmarketable, unlikable. And um You mean hang not... on. I think what you're trying to say is Americans see through Max Verstappen. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. So, so there was a as like a sponsor, like analysis guy who was talking about it, um saying that he feels that the sport will just gradually keep decreasing and losing sponsorship deals because F1 have pushed so much on Verstappen that it just doesn't work. Thank God for that. They they they, they find that it doesn't work because obviously the face of F1 for years has been a certain Lewis Hamilton. Humble, upbringing man of the people. Yeah, who is also ridiculously remarkable. Why superstar? And, they, and the, I think it was the figures that went from something like eighty four or eighty five million watched in twenty twenty, and it's went down to like seventy odd. So it's dropped like like millions and millions of viewerships. Well, I'm not surprised. 
I mean, we have been on this podcast thinking we should follow another sport. Golf is in the lines. Golf, golf. To be fair, golf was getting there. <laughs> did you finish? <laughs> I know we're supposed to be talking about the qualifying, but did you finish? Um, full swing, yeah. Full swing, yeah. Yeah, I did. Class. Yes, class. of course I did. Just a bunch of lads getting paid millions of pounds to do fuck all. And then you got that, like one exactly. guy uh, who's just like, boo hoo, I'm not winning anymore. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, well. And he sat in his trophy room with his trophy wife. Hard life. Amazing. So, anyway, back to Q2. Uh, yes, a certain if, Max Verstappen. If you wonder, uh, listeners, why sometimes it's hard for me to get a reply from Ryan, it's because he's on his telephone <laughs> and I'm waiting. Fucking idiot. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry for being on my telephone. <laughs> but yes. Um, but yeah, so Max had first had a wee bit of a scare, a, a, a wee big moment, as he described it. And then engine problems? Yeah, from what I understand. So, ha, 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 ha. so let's explain to people that didn't watch qualifying and for some mad mental reason get their update from the sport from us. Uh, Max Verstappen was on his hot lap and uh, had a moment, and then his car uh, drive shaft had a failure. <laughs> they weren't sure what it was, but he was basically car had to go into limp mode. And he was advised if he can to bring it back to the garage. As soon as he brought it back to the garage, while he was in Q2, they pretty much just said, there's no way we can fix this. And he got out of the car. Technically, he didn't set a time, but there is a time we're here on the board which is 20 seconds slower than everybody else because he brought the car home in limp mode and technically he still crosses the line when he's in the pits and, and finishes the lap. That is why he has a time on the board. Moving on. Moving on. Uh, it was quite... Uh, yeah. I yes, mean, sorry, it, go ahead. It was quite interesting. At one point, the, the track evolution was really mad and really, really strong. Um, at one point, Hulkenberg was sitting third until he had his lap time deleted for running oh, away. Class. And Brilliant. then then he didn't even make it out of Q2. So so that was pretty annoying. But he <laughs> yeah. still he still qualified ahead of Magnuson. So I'm sure he's still happy with that. And I think mean, best of the rest, he uh although he got um just knocked out, eleventh is the still best of the rest, isn't it? And then with the penalties going through he actually jumps a couple of people. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. uh, signs yeah. uh, looked like he couldn't control the car. Barely made it. Barely made it into Q three. He uh, was looks like he was struggling. Pasty looks much better than Norris. Much yeah. much better. He made it into Q three. And the last and Pierre Gasly and Pierre Gasly just nicked in as well. Yeah. Uh, the track ever is ever it was whoever was on the track at the latest, and this is also my theory for why Russell was out qualifying Hamilton because he was always behind him in the track order. And it's just mm. well, they alternate every they alternate every race, don't they? For he goes out first and second, don't they? So yeah, and I believe because the, because of the track evolutions, this was the reason the difference between the two for today because I think they're quite closely matched anyway. So, uh, I'll run you down. Verstappen in 15th, Bottas in 14th, Magnussen in 13th, Guan Yu Zhou in 12th, Hulkenberg in 11th, moving us into Q3. Mm-hmm. 
Um, much more polished session. Leclerc looked very, very fast. Looked like he was going to have it at one point. Alonso looked like he had nothing. He was nowhere to be seen, even though everyone was really hoping for him to sort of get pole. Um, and it all sort of just dematerialized in the end. Perez just got a, yeah, he got an average lap in, but because his car is three seconds faster than everybody else's, he's... Yeah, he ended, up, he ended up half a second clear of Leclerc, didn't he? Yeah. It's just, a, it's, it's just embarrassing, like, how they've been allowed to do this. But sure, everyone, well, everyone thinks that, you know, there's sports class, it's all going to be closer. No, no, 18 cars are closer. Two cars will drive away and do whatever the fuck they want. But no, it's like Perez, as you said, average lap somehow ends up half a second faster. Declare is absolutely smashing it. Um, you know, Russell had a good qualifying, and obviously Alonso picks, you know, gets gets third and is Aston Martin, aka the green Mercedes, as Aston Martin actually do their wind tunnel in the Mercedes wind tunnel. But how can it? They're the green Red Bull and the green Mercedes. Yep. So they actually do their wind tunnel time with Mercedes. Unbelievable. Uh, Russell looked pretty quick, actually. Uh, he also got floor damage in the end, riding the curves. He had a scary moment when he blocked signs, uh, leaving the pit, which obviously was nothing he could do. Did you see this on the highlights? No, 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 that didn't show highlights. So what happened was. Sainz started his hot lap, which, as you know, is after the main straight, very tight left and right corner. And as the pits yeah. come out, it sort of takes you on to that second corner, which is like sort of like a chicane. But he basically came right out in front of Sainz and ruined Sainz's lap. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but because there is nothing he can do, you have to follow the pit limiter and you can't see anyone from the pits anyway. It was just like yeah, su- and- super unfortunate. And you and you get penalised for going too slow as well to come out. So yeah, and you can't cross the going line. Too slow because going too slow is also dangerous. <laughs> you can't, you can't yes. cross the line. You can't go anywhere. You can't move out the way. You just like naturally in the way by the law. Yeah. by the sort of the like design of the, of the track. track. Yeah, yeah, design of the track. It was just mad. Stroll looks really quick uh, in his first sector. I thought Stroll actually Stroll had the pace. If Stroll strung it up, he would have been on pole. He had the fastest mm. first sector. He was just shy on the second sector, but he absolutely fluffed it on the third. Had a big moment, but uh, I he... but I don't really understand because the third sector is probably the easiest part of the whole track. It's just straight lines. It's like two. It's like two straights and one big loop, one big bend at the bottom. And to be honest, um, other than that, obviously Perez got the pole, but uh, because of Leclerc's. 10 place grid penalty because he drives a Ferrari. I think that's why they give out the penalties now. Yeah. Well, actually, he did. They're on their third. <laughs> I know. Power unit. They're on their third electrical unit, and you only get two for the season. And they're yeah. on their third after one race. <laughs> it's a fucking joke. They're in big it's trouble. Embar- they're in, they're it's embarrassing. In big, like, really big trouble. But actually, going back to the drive shaft, I think even the Red Bulls have already changed their gearbox. So they're going to be in trouble at some point as well. Uh, the, nah, they'll, uh, the FAA the will just forget about that they've done that. And uh, uh, You know what they'll do is they'll put the gearbox under Alpha Tauri. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they'll say, they'll say it was Gasly because they hit Gasly anyway. So yeah, the, 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 the letter paper still <laughs> oh, has red. <sorry. laughs> 
It still says Red Bull. It still says Red Bull contract at the top, so it's alright. They'll do they'll do Nick DeFreeze. They're like, fuck him, the Mercedes bastard. He can take all this. They're like, DeFreeze, you uh we're in Australia and you seem to be on your fifth your fifth bar unit. It's like, what? Unbelievable. Really? Yeah, it was all right quality. It wasn't one of the best ones I've seen, but um, let's see how the race goes. It's a hard track to take over because it's a street track. Yeah, It's the fastest yeah, I, street track on the grid. I listened to Horner congratulate um, Perez getting his pole. And he just sounds like he just doesn't care. He's like, yeah, well done, Checo. That's pole. That's your second one here. Mm. Well done, mate. And then that you're like, if I, you know, if I was Max Stappen, you'd be like, well done, Max. That was an unbelievable drive. Unbelievable qualified, Max. Excellent. Come and suck my dick after. <laughs> Angela Cullen, if you're listening, we would really love to have you on. <laughs> and not yes, talk, uh, we will, and we we will, won't we will yes. not be talking like this to you. <laughs> we, will, we will tone it down. But do you know, actually, do my head, I don't know if anyone else noticed this, how much all the, like, Sky F1, the F1, like, Twitter pages and all, all kept showing Max Verstappen's almost lap from 2021. <laughs> Do you see this? It was posted no. everywhere for about six, the whole week up to the end of this race. All they've done is post his almost perfect, amazing, unbelievable lap of the century. And I'm like, but he binned it. Uh, yeah. He made a massive mistake. I just don't understand how they can they can even use something like that. That's basically, basically saying... Just putting a rocket ship on and they saying, were, well, it, it, like, well, it was, like, it was, it was like, quickest down the straight. Yeah. But Before, it, it was like a celebration of this lap, and you're like, but he binned it. Just, he, made a, he made a massive mistake under pressure, and he fucked it. He's just clutching at straws so badly to make him look good and push him as the, uh, as the poster boy for the sport. I'm just like, let it go. There's so many other more likable people that would be better in his place. Like even the Enderman, even the Ender, yeah, exactly. Even, <laughs> oh. even, even the lanky, even... lanky stain in my underpants, <laughs> lanky stain Russell. Bloody like... hell, Angela. Honestly, would be much nicer to you. I promise. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no, it will be. It will be a much more structured, cultured podcast episode if when you're on. Oh, I'll be doing. My, on. I'll be doing my research definitely. Oh yeah, I will. I will. I will take a day off work. Actually, going back That's to Ange- going back sick. to Angela, I was pretty annoyed actually. I was um, so obviously she broke the news. Hamilton broke the news, yeah. and eventually F one um, broke the news. And do you know what they did? They wrote. They wrote. I'll read it to you. What they wrote because I commented in the group. I just couldn't believe it. The cheek, absolute cheek. Yeah. Mostly just went on about how lovely she is, but then just tagged Lewis in it. <laughs> But never tagged her, so this is like wow. Well, then, then, like, at least give her the acknowledgement. Like, I was like, I was, I'm, did it's you... just classic, classic, classic Formula One. It's just you know the way they, yeah, the way they portray everything is just so mm. skewed. Like we spoke about before. Did you, did you see an F one journalist though tweeted, um, shared like the story of. Them of Andrew Cullen like leaving, but basically wrote that uh, Toto has said that Lewis kicked her out, but just completely changed everything that Toto said in the interview, <laughs> like just made up, made, like made up a whole story by himself to try and get people to comment and like it. 
just so funny. And people just came on and people just came on were like just absolutely slate them going, Why are you making up a story that isn't even there? Toto said that he has the right to choose his next physio, like Lewis can choose whoever he wants. Like it's nothing to do with like Mercedes. It's just unbelievable. The like the the I'm sure Red Bull is spinning some of this somewhere behind the behind the grounds. They got the spin doctors uh, team. That, 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 that wouldn't surprise me. I wouldn't just all sitting there. No. It's they're they're a joke. They everyone talks like how the sport was born during like the dominance of like Mercedes, but Even, they didn't do things. They weren't as shadowy as what Red Bull are. I just don't trust them at all. I just they're so sneaky. And the way they come out and talk about things, it's just like, what is what are you on about? I mean, here it is from F1. Uh, at Lewis Hamilton parts ways with his longtime trainer Angela Cullen, and then like a tribute, a few photos, but there's no at Angela Cullen. I'm just like, well, at least tag her in it. Like, but you're basically just discarding her as almost could be his pet dog. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, she's also yeah, a person. Yeah, no, it's a shambles. It's a joke. And people, people who don't actually know the sport don't actually understand how much she's done for him. Especially during the time when him and his dad and all fell out, like she was there, she was, she was, she was like the only thing and kept him going. Yeah, a hundred percent. She's been uh, instrumental to his success. Instrumental, and I just, uh, yeah, yeah. So I know we've completely just <laughs> brushed over the qualifying, gone back to Angela, but it's gonna be, it's a sad time because I just don't know what will, what will happen going now for him. Yeah. Especially the way Mercedes are now, like you don't really know where his head's at. I know he says he's staying, but how much was that? Because he always had her to count on. You know, yeah. he was always there, like through the good times of winning all these championships and the bad times of, like you know, him and Rosberg, and you know, twenty twenty one, and even last year. And all, you know, yeah. Let's see. That'd be interesting. But uh, do you want to do the rundown for tomorrow's race then, Dom? The starting grid, obviously. Yeah. Uh, add in the the grid. Uh, yeah, I'll just give you the last of the top ten from Q three, and then I'll give you the starting grid. The starting grid, yes, would be good. Should we just go straight into the starting grid? Let's just do that. Yeah, that yeah, that oh, that will be good. Okay. From ten, this is how we yes. roll, guys. We are just off, yeah, off yeah. the cuff. Well, I'll do. How about I'll, pew, do, pew, I'll pew. do. I'll do the twenty to eleven, and then you do top ten. So I'm nice. it. Where does the Claire? Where does the Claire fit in? By the way, the Claire fits in to Jesus Christ, twelfth. Twelfth, yeah. Okay, here's. So no, I was looking for Ferrari, and I kept was like Has Fry. No. So, so is he? So he's okay. I think I think I've got this. So not classified is. Ah, Sergeant. He said a time though of two minutes eight, two minutes eight, just thirty eight seconds slower than Lando Norris. Oh, yes, sorry. Uh, just a note on that. There's a note here. Sergeant failed to set a qualifying time within a hundred and seven percent of the fastest Q one time. Race is as stewards' direction. They've basically chucked him to the bottom of the pack. <laughs> that that. Sergeant, if you have listened to this, that, that's embarrassing, man. Get dragged together. Logan Hunter, Sergeant. What a fucking stupid name. America! Fuck yeah, coming again to see the motherfucking day here. Yeah. Okay. So, 
Uh, not classified or classified in 20th place is Hunter Sergeant. In 19th place, shown as True Pace, Landon Norse. He's conned us for many years and this is it now. In 18th is Nick DeFries, or if you're Ferrari, Nick DeBreeze. <laughs> DeBreeze. <laughs> it won't it's... be long before we call it Febreze. <laughs> and it's Nick Febreze. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love it when we do nick nickname top tens. It's Names, my favorite. Yeah. <laughs> and then in seventeenth is so we, Alexander Albon. So we've got we've got Captain America, we've got Chuck Norris, <laughs> and and Nick Febreze. Keep going. Let's keep nick going. Febreze. And there we have Alexander Albon. Okay. We'll come back to he's yeah. vanilla. He's just a vanilla playing dude, like he just <laughs> vanilla Albon. <laughs> And then we have in sixteenth place is Yuki Tsunoda, yep. the Pocket Ninja. <laughs> and then in Pocket Ninja, Jesus Christ! I was thinking, pocket, I was thinking Pocket those... Samurai. Oh, okay, <laughs> let's move on. And then in in fifteenth place we have he shall not be named Dutch Rudder. Yeah. 14th place, we have 80s porn star, Pottery Bottas. And 13th, we have Kevin Magnuson. And then, is this now Leclerc in 12th? Yeah. So we have Ch we have Charlie Percival Mark Leclerc. I was going to say, should have asked you to do only middle names. Yeah. You see or remember. And then in 11th, we have Guan Yu Zhou. So, moving on to the top 10, guys. We have, in 10th place, one of the original Avengers, the Hulk. In 9th place, we have Pierre Gasly. Gasly! In 8th, we have the Pasty. <laughs> yep. In seventh, we have Sir Ham. Sir Ham. Sir Ham. In sixth, we have Ocon. Pencon. What did you say? Romcom. Romcom. <laughs> Romcom. We have, we have, we have Esteban Pencon. Uh, in fifth, we have Strolovich. In fourth, we have Carlos Sainz Jr. In third, we have Enderman. In second, we have Alonso. And in first place, we have Mr. Tequila. Tequila! I was trying to think of the... Is it Matriac Band? I was trying to think what that is. I, was like, I, can't, I can't make the trick. I can't think off the top of my head. Perez. Tequila! And that, guys, is the grid. Uh, do I think it's going to be a good race? Not sure. Going to be hard to overtake. Do I think it's going to be interesting? Probably not. Don't bother listening. Just just don't bother no. watching, listening to us talk about yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck watching it on Sky Sports let's and keep, listen let's, to us. Let's keep dropping those viewing figures. So, Max... Down, down. And just down. listen to us instead. 
Uh, we usually do predictions this stage, but we're running out of time on this podcast, so we will do our top three. I think that number one will be Max Verstappen. Because he'll somehow, with his rocket ship, blast past everyone. It'll be Max Verstappen, Perez, and Fernando Alonso. That is my top three. With Lando Norris retiring first. Okay. I think um, my first retirement is Logan Sargent. I think also Max will win it. I think Alonso will come second and Perez will come third. Red Bull will do ev- am... everything in their power with safety cars to make sure that oh, Max yeah. wins the race. I am praying the only time I'm ever going to pray for an Alonso DRS train. All I want is Alonso train with his elbows out blocking everyone on that track. Tequila! Tequila! That being said, guys, thanks for listening. Well, I hope you're still listening. Goodbye. Goodbye. Thanks everyone for listening. If you'd like to get in touch, please write into the podcast at f1purplering at gmail.com. Or get in contact with us through our Instagram page at f1purplering.